0: She's the daughter of a soap star and the captain of a fire department. She's been in nearly 300 episodes of scripted television. In 2022, she started Hoplon International, a charity that raised funds for the war in Ukraine. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And this is History Duffs. Presents, oh, presents- Hayden Panettiere Part 6. Six,
1: part six. Oh, my
0: gosh.
1: History Duffs presents Hayden Penetier, part six, the final installment of our Penetiera. We
0: better get to it so we can get through everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, chip chop. With Real quick, I have to say this before we finish the era. I made a note to myself. I forgot to bring up a Hillary connection in okay. some of Hayden's past work. So I just want to say that Christina Ritchie is in Ally McBeal with Hayden Panettiere. And obviously Christina Ritchie was in the Casper movies um, that predated Hillary's
0: time in the Casper movies. She was the other um, love interest, I guess, of Casper. The other age-inappropriate love interest.
1: (laughs) The other human living girl in love with a ghost (laughs) in the Casper universe, the Casperverse. Anyway, just wanted to get that out of the way.
0: (laughs) Thank you for speaking your truth. (laughs) It it takes a big person to admit when they were wrong, you know? (laughs) And you were so wrong for forgetting that.
1: I should have said this earlier, guys. And for that, I, I offer my deepest apologies. But let's forget about that and let's move on to 2008's Fireflies in the Garden. I watched it. Page, have you seen it? Do you do you have any idea who's in it?
0: I um, saw it on IMDb when I was like putting this the timeline together, and Ryan Reynolds is in it. Yep, yep. That's the only one I know.
1: This cast feels very random to me. So we've got Ryan Reynolds, uh, Willem Dafoe as his like abusive father, and Julia Roberts as his lovely mother.
0: As Ryan Reynolds' mother. Yes. Julia Roberts plays Ryan Reynolds' mother?
1: (laughs) Yes. But they have her in, like, old age age makeup. It's like, the (laughs) story takes place in the past and in the present. So it's like, we see Hayden Panettiere as Julia Roberts' little sister in the past. And then she isn't in the present. So Hayden and Ryan didn't work together.
0: Got you.
1: How unfortunate. I know. I know. Well, I mean, they they probably did the press junket together. That's that's true. It's one of those stories that goes back and forth between the past and the present. And essentially, um, the movie starts with Ryan Reynolds is like coming home to see his mom, Julia Roberts, finally graduate from college. And then right before she is supposed to graduate, there's a car accident and she dies. And it's oh like... Oh, no. Yeah. And her and Hayden Panettiere's characters future son okay feels responsible because he was like catching a baseball in the middle of the road and it caused Willem Dafoe to oh shoot
0: so it is kind of his fault
1: yeah except like Willem Dafoe was distracted because he was like telling Julia Roberts to stop putting on makeup and so and then it's also like his sister's fault for throwing the ball I mean not really but Ryan Reynolds Helps the kid feel better about it by telling him like all of these things that had to happen. But yeah, this kid is like having a kid life crisis and it like merges with Ryan and his midlife crisis. Got you.
0: Oh, that sounds really sad. It
1: was really sad. I watched it immediately before we podcasted last time and I was like pretty sad. (laughs) I mean, the podcast made me happier, but right beforehand, I was like, God. I'm sad.
0: Well, I mean, the show must go on. You're a performer. There's
1: also, like, I don't totally know what happens in the end because I missed the last 20 minutes. But you find out at one point that Julia Roberts is had an affair with, like, a sexy British guy. But I cannot figure out who the British guy is. Like, I think it's supposed to be, like her professor or Ryan's childhood best friend or his brother-in-law like I I know it's someone who's in the movie it's a like, scandal
0: it's something it's a scandal scandalous yeah. okay got you
1: but can I can I for the life of me cannot figure it out but I also don't care that much and that has been history duffs presents fireflies in the garden <laughs>
0: Moving right along, <laughs> sort of in the same vein, Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. <laughs> Whoa. Um, this has little in common with Fireflies in the Garden, but also a random cast: uh, Casey Kasem, Wallace Shawn, Tim Curry, Jim Belushi, Jay Leno, and obviously Hayden Panettiere. Um, basically a carnival jay leno?
1: sorry what, from robots
0: <laughs> is jay leno one? yeah everybody's in robots it's safer it's always safer to assume that they are in robots than aren't um but a carnival magician steals the powers of a real life fairy princess played by hate of obviously and scooby and shaggy have to travel to the underworld to find the goblin king in order uh, to help her get her powers back
1: I'm so jealous of Hayden Panettiere for being in an episode
0: of Scooby-Doo. Like, this is my dream. It was like a whole movie. It was like 80 minutes long. Or maybe like 75. It was I a short if movie. I seen it. <laughs> maybe you have. Um, it was the first Scooby-Doo movie that was made without Joseph Barbera, one of the, the co-creators. Um, he passed away. Aw. RIP. Like uh, Hannah Barbera. Also, Bo-bera. you know I love a fun fact. Can I share a fun fact? Please share a fun fact. Tim Curry, who is in Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King, was offered the role of Emil Motivarius in the live-action Scooby-Doo movie. And he turned it down because Scrappy-Doo is his least favorite character. (laughs) He didn't want to be in a movie that featured Scrappy-Doo, so it went to Rowan Atkinson instead.
1: That is so funny. You know my Scooby-Doo trauma that my neighbor spoiled it for me before. I was supposed to see it at the drive-in. And so I spent the whole movie being like, forget. Forget what you know. Forget what you know. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, no, there's no way. She's wrong. I was like, Scrappy-Doo isn't the villain. So even though I knew the the answer, I still didn't know. I was like,
0: (laughs) I was You gaslit yourself. I gaslit
1: myself.
0: That's what happened to me with the newest uh, Spider-Man movie. It got spoiled for me like opening weekend. And so I still haven't seen it because I'm was i just so mad. I was like trying so hard to will myself to forget.
1: Yes. Yeah. Hey, if you though. want, I can come and hit you on the head. Would you?
0: You would do that yeah, for me? I would.
1: On record. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> I listen to way too many true crime podcasts for this. Something else fun In 2008, do you know anything about the Candies Foundation?
1: I remember the signs Uh when I was at Kohl's because my stepmom and I love Kohl's
0: oh, same, we were a Kohl's family. We were rolling in Kohl's cash.
1: <laughs> My stepmom always like pretends that she doesn't love Kohl's, but it's so funny because she's like, oh, I just go to Kohl's for like basics, and then also for like fun things, and then also <laughs> just like for whatever. And I'm like, it's okay to just admit that you love Kohl's. And she's like, I love Kohl's. I'm like, we all love Kohl's.
0: <laughs> yeah, who doesn't love Kohl's? Um, let me tell you quickly about the Candies Foundation because this is fascinating to me. Uh, it was started by the CEO of the Candies brand, Neil Cole, okay, founded in 2001, and it was a non-profit organization that aimed to reduce teen pregnancy by advocating for abstinence-only sex education. Wait,
1: what? I didn't know that.
0: I know. What? I thought this was just a sneaker brand. It Well, it was founded... In response to claims that candies as a brand sexualized teenagers, well, yeah, because
1: it totally did. It had them in like I remember. I can think about the butts of like the candies butt ads, and it was mm-hmm. like whatever celebrity in jeans in those t- in those sneakers, and it being bejeweled. And we would see the signs at Kohl's.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So they took a they went really far the other direction and started a nonprofit that preached abstinence-only sex ed.
1: Which is the worst kind of sex ed. The worst ed. kind! It's not <laughs> sex education. It's the opposite of that. It's like actually worse for teens and creates uh-huh. more teen pregnancy because information is never not going to help reduce
0: There, There was a lot pregnancy. of scandal in the Candy Foundation. One of the, one of the biggest ones was Bristol Palin was a big... Um, like a spokesperson tvt i know remember her she famously got pregnant out of wedlock for a second time which i'm not shaming anybody that was just part of the scandal because she was part of this you know
1: abstinence
0: uh organization but case in
1: point like abstinence education does not work
0: yeah absolutely um in 2003 Neil Cole, the CEO, um, and Candies reached an agreement to settle charges of fraudulent accounting practices brought against it by Securities and Exchange Commission. Neil Cole agreed to pay $75,000. He did not admit or deny any wrongdoing. So they just settled. He paid $75,000. But they received criticism for spending more money on their spokespeople than on actual Grants and resources for teenagers.
1: Okay, but in a way that's good. In a way that's good because it's like good. This program doesn't help. It's just Give, crazy. It's that like money it was, to hate. <laughs> it just feels like
0: such a sham. It. Yeah, um, I can't believe I didn't know this. This is like Comey. There are twenty over twenty celebrities who participated in the campaigns. Um, Wait, was Peyton it Penetier, can I guess? Sure, rattle some off.
1: Are the Simpson sisters in it? Jessica Ashley, or Ashley? is one
0: for sure. Is JoJo in there? Uh, I don't have JoJo on this list. Hmm. Okay. Well, I
1: think I think maybe those are. I, that's enough guessing for me. <laughs> those
0: are the only two celebrities you know. I, also,
1: I know the Jessica and Ashley Simpson, and mm-hmm. that's the end of celebrities I know.
0: <laughs> All right. Here, here's the list I have: Hayden Panettiere, Kyla Pratt, Be no okay beyonce sierra fergie jenny mccarthy vanessa manillo ashley tisdale hillary duff ashley simpson fallout boy usher rachel bilson bristol palin leah michelle vanessa hudgens macy gray rihanna amari Stademeyer, ashanti lupe fiasco jennifer hudson kenneth cole natasha Bedingfield, elizabeth berkeley bruno mars and taylor swift what that's too many in ad campaigns for abstinence only sex education
1: oh my god
0: that's so (laughs) weird it wild absolutely that makes me
1: so uncomfortable also Mm -hmm. like Beyonce? Like what? That's Right. And then and then the most random names.
0: Like wait, say say some of them again? I'm I'm Jenny McCarthy, Lupe Fiasco, Ashanti, <laughs> Bruno Mars? <laughs> this doesn't feel like it's happening at the right
1: timeline. Like I can Ashley Tisdale makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh Bruno Mars does not. No.
0: Rihanna makes
1: sense in there. Yeah. 2008 Taylor Swift makes sense in there. 2008 Taylor makes makes sense. Allie and AJ should be
0: there. They should be. What were they doing in 2008? I guess they were too busy. Um, in 2016, the Candy Foundation rebranded as the Next but they ceased operations in 2017, so that didn't last very long. The in next scam. <laughs> in right in 2019, Neil Cole, remember him, the CEO of Candies. He was charged with 10 criminal counts, including conspiracy, (gasps) securities fraud, making false filings with the SEC, and conspiracy to destroy records. (gasps) what? I uncovered this scandal in researching Hayden (laughs) Panettiere. Oh, my God. I can't believe more people aren't talking about it. No, I
1: think we need to. The next season of History Duffs is just going to be about the Candies Foundation. (laughs) And then we can do Comey 2012 another time.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That season four.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Paige, that is amazing. Amazing research. I couldn't wait to share that with you. That's nuts. I wonder if there's like a docu-series
0: to watch or something. Yeah, there should be. Mm -hmm. Let's make it. We'll make it.
1: They're sitting, yeah, we're sitting on gold here. This is the new Bama Rush documentary. You know?
0: Um, also in 2008, uh, she's still advocating for them whales. We Hell love yeah, her. She's we our love ocean, that ocean queen.
1: And then in 2009, we have "I Love You," Beth Cooper, which is, I'll say it, one
0: of the worst teen movies I've it seen. Is bad. I had never seen it before, but I watched it for this podcast. Um, it was directed by Chris Columbus, who did the first two Harry Potter movies and a lot of other things that was, that was a shocker. Um, Basically it's about a boy who uses his valedictorian speech at school to profess his love for Beth Cooper played by Hayden Panettiere.
1: Yeah. It's awful. It's like they combined all of the tropes from every teen movie and then just it's it was like written by AI it like doesn't make sense (laughs) I watched it with my friend and we were like what like even at graduation she like takes off her graduation robe and she's in like a tank top and short jean shorts and then she shows up at a party at his house in a dress that you would wear at graduation and it's like what's happening I know that's a small detail but it's actually (laughs) everything because I can tell
0: that really bothered you.
1: It really did. It really yeah. because it's like they they made just the worst manic pixie dream girl character, and even she tells him that she's she's like you don't know me.
0: Mm-hmm. I wish they leaned into that a little bit more because that was that was the vibe I got the whole time. I was like he doesn't actually know this woman. I don't have any like I have no no interest in in their relationship. Yeah. They've never actually Um, spoken. It's not like they're friends from childhood. No. Right. Exactly. He doesn't know her at all. There are a lot of connections to Hillary and other uh, people. The Paul Rust's mom, the boy who professes his love for Beth Cooper. um, Yeah. He's like fully 30 years old. Yes. He shares a mom with Agent Cody Banks.
1: (gasps) Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Alan Ruck plays his dad from... Succession just ended this past week, but he was also in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. um, And Beth Cooper's boyfriend, because, yeah, she has a, a boyfriend <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, uh,
1: an adult boyfriend who's, like, roiding out and on coke and, like, a, literally driving into houses after her. So abusive yes. and horrible.
0: Terrible. And, yeah, very just a threatening aura on him. Um, but he was one of the Murtaugh's in she Brother Doesn't Too. <gasps> oh my gosh. He was also gosh. in a few episodes of Degrassi, The Next Generation. Not a Hillary connection, but, you know, we love Degrassi. We do. Um, and he was in the movie Get Over It. Did you see that one? I have maybe seen it. We, You probably have, because I know we both love high school adaptations of Shakespeare uh, yeah. <laughs> plays. Yes, yes. And Get Over It is A Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes. Yeah. Kirsten Dunst and Ben Foster, Mila Kunis, Martin Short. That's funny
1: because I think that someone on Heroes was also in it. Uh, Clay was like Clea DuVall or something. I think she might also be in it. Anyway, it all comes back. Watch that instead of
0: I Love You, Beth Cooper. Yes, definitely get over it. Holds up so much better. Um, Also in I Love You, Beth Cooper, last one Sam Levine. Oh yes, was in. Uh, Sydney White. And he yes. plays a clerk at a store named Sam with one M. Because his Sam is spelled with two M's, but his character's name is spelled with one M. <laughs> Pretty fun stuff. <laughs>
1: Wait, Paige, are you saying that on his tag it said Sam with one M or just said no. S-A-M?
0: It just said S-A-M. Okay. <laughs> so the regular way to spell Sam. But it's always funny when an actor plays a character with their same name. And it's funnier when it's spelled just slightly differently. I, it really is.
1: It is. That is really funny. But why is his name Sam with two Ms? I don't know. Is no one going to call him out on that?
0: Maybe Sam with one M was already taken. Like, there's already a SAG actor with one M. <laughs> he has True. to set himself apart. I don't
1: know. True. Yeah, that would make sense. Oh, even at one point, back to the Manic Pixie Dream Girl of this all, and, like, Paul Russ just fully projecting a character onto beth cooper he says under his breath after she gives him the greatest gift of all which is time with her right she's being so nice and he says under his breath you're not beth cooper and she's like i heard you say that she's like i you don't know me i am beth cooper he literally had a picture of her above his bed. It's like disgusting.
0: Yeah, it's not the Beth Cooper that he made up in his mind.
1: No. And in fact, if you are a young man, maybe you should watch I Love You, Beth Cooper, as an example of what
0: not to be. Yeah. Or just don't waste your time. Or just don't waste your time. Yeah. <laughs> Pick probably a better that. role model. Probably that. <laughs> but if you have to watch it, know that that's not what to do.
1: Yeah. But we'd rather you just watch The Cove. The- <laughs> <laughs> is a that a good segue?
0: <laughs> that was really good. Um, the Cove is a really sad documentary. Cool, cool, cool. It's supposed to expose the dolphin hunting industry in Taiji, which is the biggest supplier of dolphins for theme parks and like swimming with dolphin attractions. Mm. Um, and they sell for like when the When this documentary came out in 2009, you could sell a dolphin for like $150,000. So it was a big industry over there. Um, Yeah.
1: I remember it being everywhere. Like, I've heard about the Cove so many times. I've never actually seen it.
0: Yeah. People... I remember everybody talking about it, too. I remember my aunt, like, coming to visit when I was 14 or 15 and talking about the Cove. But I hadn't seen it either. Hillary has... Hillary. Hayden has a really small... (laughs) Part in it. And it was her. She plays a dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) It was her in 2007 um, when she went over there to protest and she went with a bunch of surfers and they basically just stayed in the water on their surfboards. And it didn't. Oh, that's cool. Do much? Oh, okay. That's probably why it was so cool. It definitely. I remember hearing about it though. At the time, I remember it was like, Hayden Panettiere is almost arrested. So for that reason, it was a good, not stunt. What's the word I'm looking for?
1: Yeah. Uh, It's funny. Hayden seems to like hang out with regular people a lot or like not actors, you know? Do
0: you think she'd want to be our friend?
1: Yeah. Hey, 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 Hayden. (laughs) I just think it's like, oh, it's Hayden Panettiere and her what? Her surf
0: friends? Like, that's cool. She was definitely the biggest name out there. Mm -hmm. And they were probably happy to have her because got a lot of coverage. Yeah. And she's fun. Good energy. Good energy. I was going to say that about her. She's got good energy.
1: (laughs) She's got good energy. All right. Well, also in 2009, we're kind of moving into Hayden's love life a little bit. She meets, uh, I think it's pronounced Vladimir Kitschko. Vladimir Klitschko. Klitschko. Okay. You got it. They later, you know, go on to have a child together but they met at a book launch party for the book room 23 by diana jenkins yes oh they are both they were- in the book oh okay that's mm-hmm. oh my god wait room 23 in which they are both featured diana jenkins is she on real housewives i'm pretty sure this is like a famous book
0: i do think it's a famous book i don't know anything about the housewives so that's Wait, more of a you question. I know
1: this is it this is jogging an insane memory and Diana Jenkins like someone like spoke out against this book and they said it they like claimed cuz it's like I believe it's like nice like photographs maybe like tasteful nudes even of like celebrities and just kind of like cool people and people said that she was like running like a high end like sex slavery like escort like that was like it wasn't a book it was a menu is what the accusation was what yes and it's like this oh my gosh and it's like this I haven't seen it but it's supposedly this like beautiful book of photographs right and then someone like went out against her and I don't know all the details but she's like exorbitantly wealthy and she's on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills but this is like a new season so I don't even know all the drama that's unfolded like but she gives the book to Garcelle because Garcelle keeps bringing it up and then she's like you're using that to like come come for my throat and then she ends up like gifting it to her and like you can't just like gift it to someone like it's like a giant book like yeah it's like a coffee table book yeah it had this like insane like packaging it's like imagine in bridesmaids when they get the wedding invitations and the butterflies come out (laughs) that's kind of the way that the book room 23 was sent
0: (laughs) okay got you so it's like a
1: who's who high society wealthy wealthy so very big circles i don't know super interesting and she diana jenkins like i wonder if that's how she knows vladimir like klitschko because she's like from ukraine ukraine
0: okay yeah so 2009 that's a big year for her: Beth Cooper, The Cove, and Vladimir Klitschko. Okay, Diana is actually from Bosnia, but
1: you know, I tried. You I told did. You,
0: you tried. And I you looked it
1: up. Yeah. So I am mostly just a gossip, and I'm only a little bit a historian.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. More than gossip, less than history. Exactly. Exactly. It's never been more true. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along to 2010. Please. She was in another Kingdom Hearts video game. Nice. Finally, we get Birth another Kingdom Birth by Hearts
1: Sleep, game. that's the name of it?
0: I'm, according to Wikipedia or IMDb or wherever I got this information, yeah, Birth by Sleep. That's terrifying. I'd love for somebody who knows anything about Kingdom Hearts to call in. Call if in. Had please. A number, I'd want you to call.
1: Call Paige's personal cell phone number. Maybe it's like birth by sleep, like by dreaming, you are awakening like a new version of yourself or something.
0: Oh, that sounds pretty good. I would play that game.
1: Then do it right now.
0: <laughs> um, she was also in a Joshua Radden music video this year for yes. I'd rather be with you. I watched this music video, but when I watched it, I was very confused because Hayden Panettiere was not in it. Oh. And that's when I learned that there are two music videos for Joshua Radin's I'd Rather Be With You. One was for, like, the UK release of the song, and one was for the US release of the song. And I did not know that was a thing.
1: Yeah. That seems... Well, which was which?
0: I think Hayden's was the UK one, if I remember correctly. That's
1: weird. If anything, she should be the US one,
0: right? Well, maybe she was. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I remember correctly, which I probably don't, she was the UK uh, version of the music video. But it's very—it's like the same concept both times. I don't know. It was very interesting. Yeah.
1: Hey, why not just spend twice as much money for the same thing? Yeah.
0: Pay Hayden what she's worth. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: yeah this is one of the songs I was listening to before I had my first kiss just so you know I was like pumping (gasps) myself up like I was like getting ready because I had like the ick for this guy but I was like I'm gonna I gotta get a kiss before I graduate you know you know how it goes gotta
0: get a kiss gotta get get, gotta get a kiss but this is one of them and I'm still like ugh, that guy oh so I'm glad I watched the music video so it didn't bring up any bad memories for you he's a
1: real sam with two m's you know what i mean <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> now one I of those
1: types <laughs>
0: <laughs> um also alpha and omega cute religious no <laughs> it was not it was about um wolves
1: cartoon wolves it came, out,
0: it came out in 2010 but the animation was worse than dinosaur it was Even though it was nine years, it came out nine years later, the animation was pretty bad.
1: Well, Dinosaur was groundbreaking.
0: (laughs) Sure was. It sure was. Um, It reminded me of a movie that you would get at, like, a gas station for $5 on DVD, you know? I know those. those.
1: I know those so well.
0: Yeah. Um, It's about wolves who uh, get uh, kidnapped and Mm. are taken to Idaho to, like, repopulate... Idaho. Okay. <laughs> wolves.
1: Are they kidnapped by wolves or are they kidnapped no, no, no. by humans?
0: Humans. Humans kidnap them and take them to Idaho because they need more wolves in Idaho.
1: Okay. So they've like made them like a, like a territory. Is it a good thing or it's a, it's a negative thing. It's a
0: bad thing. Yeah. They get taken from their family.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So. And
0: also they don't like each other. It's sort of an enemies to lovers situation.
1: Okay. Who's. Who's
0: Omega? Or wait, who's Alpha? Which one's the girl? Omega? Um, I think Alpha. Well, I don't, those aren't even their names. Oh. One is just <laughs> like an Alpha wolf or whatever. And it's, so Hayden's parents want her to marry, or they, her 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 wolf parents want her to marry an Alpha wolf, maybe. <laughs> wolf marry. <laughs> to like, wolf, to like, um, Mate. level up the family. What's the word? You know, like, right. Yeah. Raise, enhance raise, the status. Raise, Yes, status. That's it. I was like the ranks? That doesn't sound right. Very Anne Boleyn. Yeah, but she gets unfortunately kidnapped, as I mentioned. If I had a nickel. I know. Oh, her name is Kate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really thought their names were Alpha and Omega.
0: <laughs> no, I I did too. And then when you said it I was like, No, wait, I think they they were actually Alphas and Omega. Kate
1: is such a regular name.
0: <laughs> um, but the love interest is played by Justin Long. So I actually got excited to watch this. I was like, I guess I can tick a Justin Long movie off my um, list because I do love Justin Long. Oh,
1: gotta tell you, one time my my ex, when I lived in New York, came came over to my house and he was like, "You won't believe this. I just rode the subway for forty five minutes with Justin Long, and he got off at your stop."
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, so That's I don't know. That's big. Something to think about. Is that I almost saw Justin Long. Or that Justin Long was on the way to his girlfriend the way that this guy was on his way to me.
0: Aww. But
1: I wish it had been Justin.
0: <laughs> Justin Long um, just got engaged not too long ago. I know. To real uggo Kate Bosworth. <laughs> yeah, poor
1: guy. <laughs> yeah, he's really dating down since he left me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm so glad you opened the episode the way you did because Christina Ricci's is in Alpha and Omega.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, really? She is?
0: Yeah yeah, who does she play? Lily
1: Oh, okay, another normal name.
0: She's um Kate's sister and so when Kate is gone in Idaho with Humphrey um Lily gets close to the man that Kate was supposed to marry and they end up sorry spoiler they end up falling for each other. So the family's still gets an upgrade
1: very Shakespearean very like Jane Austen
0: honestly yeah very alpha and omega if you will
1: (laughs) we love it it sounds like a movie that you would put on for like the three-year-old kid that you're babysitting while you take a shower or I guess maybe you're not showering at their house but you know
0: (laughs) here kid watch this I got a (laughs) shower yeah really glad I watched it learned a lot Good. Well, she was
1: also in an episode of American Dad. Um, I didn't watch it. I didn't feel the need to. It's not my favorite. I, yeah, me, mine either.
0: We watched so many
1: things. We both watched the Amanda Knox TV movie. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad. More eyeballs on that. <laughs> I well, I really like had my head in the sand with the Amanda Knox thing when it happened in 2011 and I'm so glad I did because I just I remember the name but I wasn't paying attention thank god I didn't because I never would have studied abroad (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. the crazy thing about this movie was it came out at a time where it seemed at least the people creating this movie really thought Amanda Knox was guilty and the whole movie is framed to like it is meant to make her look bad and it is it treating her like she is the like she did it she for those of you who don't know Amanda Knox was a real person who was accused was arrested and served four years in an Italian jail for killing her uh, roommate Meredith
1: yeah um should we say allegedly killing
0: right no I mean, she was arrested for that's what she was charged with or that's what and, then, and then
1: and yeah. then so twice but twice convicted and twice acquitted because they uh isn't that like the uh beheaded divorced uh <laughs> <laughs> but twice convicted twice acquitted because then the case was overturned and like went to the supreme court right in italy
0: Yeah, she got. She was totally exonerated,
1: exonerated. But she served
0: four years in prison, and this movie came out right around the time that she was released from jail.
1: An absolute nightmare. I yeah. Then I I watched another thing about Amanda Knox just because I didn't. I wanted to know more, Mm -hmm. and her diary was stolen and leaked to the press while she was in prison too, which is just like, god awful. It was
0: really. She was treated horribly.
1: Yeah. Man, well, what did you think about Hayden's Hayden's
0: portrayal? This gave me um, sort of haunting of Sharon Tate vibes. I was going to say that <laughs> that should not have been made. It's about a really tragic actual murder, mm-hmm. and the whole movie is about Amanda Knox. It's not about the 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 tragic, you know, murder victim. Yeah, it was just really it was gross it was i felt gross watching it they recreated actual footage of there's like famous news footage of amanda and her boyfriend outside of the apartment um and they literally recreated that i also found out in my research that amanda knox's family was begging hayden basically to meet with amanda knox and to meet with meredith's family i think so they could convince her not to do it at all um and she never did she never met with the families oof
1: yeah i don't this story it feels like gratuitous like in a way where it's like just poking poking like the victim and 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 What's so sad about the Amanda Knox story is that there are so many victims, right? Because Meredith, the, the murder victim, is is obviously, like, the primary victim. Then we have her whole family that's mourning her. And then we have Amanda and her boyfriend are also being victimized in the situation. And then so are their families because they're dealing with this. And it was just, like, this giant, like, media storm. And it was just kind of, like, another savage example of the American... international news cycles where it's like this case got so much attention because she's an American but also watching it I'm like this girl is they needed to have asked for lawyers way sooner like it's good to know that I I did not know earlier when I was watching it that it was from the perspective that Amanda was guilty because it's obvious now watching it like because they were painting her to look very bizarre or at least I, I was like is she's maybe she's just on the spectrum like everyone's like she's acting so weird she's doing cartwheels I'm like that's not necessarily weird also there is no playbook for how you react in a situation that dramatic there is no such thing as normal you know yeah
0: exactly yeah that was at the time the you know every the media coverage was like Amanda is clearly guilty because she and her boyfriend were kissing outside the apartment and all you know the cartwheels like you mentioned and yeah the movie just didn't make Amanda look very sympathetic I guess or you know and it also like I said centered her in the middle like of this tragedy that you know she really shouldn't be at the center of it just was a movie that probably shouldn't have ever been made yeah and I hope fewer movies like this get made
1: well, I turned on a different Amanda Knox movie to begin with, and it was like a real. It was like the one that her family the is documentary, doing, the documentary. And I was like, "Whoa, is Hayden going to be playing her in this documentary?" I was like, "That's oh kind gosh. of weird." I was like, "She seems beyond that in her career to be doing these like reenactments." But I was like, "But at least like the families agreed." No.
0: <laughs> no right, exactly. No. This was a very different, uh, very different movie. I've seen that Amanda Knox documentary though. I watched it. My freshman year of college, I want to say. Um, and the, Amanda Knox reminds me so much of my freshman year roommate. <laughs> <laughs> she did at the time. I was like, they look kind of alike, and they talk sort of similarly. So I was like, uh-oh. But it's just a little tidbit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny. Did you watch Hoodwinked? I'm pretty sure I watched it when I was a kid. You did? Because I have younger siblings. That's Mm -hmm.
0: why. No, I I wasn't judging you. I watched Alpha and Omega. I'm 28 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you watched it for the podcast. (laughs) Right, right. That's what I said, right? (laughs) For the podcast. Yeah. I did not watch Hoodwinked 2, Hood vs. Evil. I also have never seen the first Hoodwinked, but... I think maybe that's the one I've seen. (laughs) Maybe. I saw When I was researching Hayden and I saw that she was in this movie, my brain immediately went... She's not in I know she's not in the first one. Why do I think that the first one was Anne Hathaway? And I looked it up, and sure enough, I was right. I've never seen the movie, but somehow I knew. I, it's just one of those things that makes me wonder, like what I would be capable of if I could <laughs> hold on to like physics <laughs> like that, or chemistry. <laughs> You know?
1: Paige, yeah, you're like, if I could just access this other 10% of my brain, you could probably fly based on all of this
0: knowledge. Honestly, you've seen Heroes. That would be me. (laughs) I would have superhuman abilities. (laughs) I believe it.
1: Well, that's okay. Because now you get to talk about your favorite movie franchise, right? (gasps)
0: Yes! Oh, my gosh. Finally. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, Scream... So Hate and here arrives in Scream 4. The Screamiverse. <laughs> in the Screamiverse. Came out in 2011. Um, and it was quite a while after Scream 3. Scream 3 was kind of famously not um, as good as 1 or 2. And that was because Columbine happened. And oh. so Paramount was like, we can't make another movie about teens killing each other. We have to go a completely different direction. So they made it a lot like campier and just kind of sillier. And it wasn't very good. So they were done with the Scream movies for a while, but came back to do Scream 4. And Hayden plays Kirby, who in Scream there's always like a quote unquote expert character who knows a lot about scary movies and is mm. sort of like a guide for all the um, other characters and Kirby was like kind of a like a sneaky expert we found out way later on that she actually knows a lot about scary movies but something I thought was interesting was that Hayden agreed to do Scream 4 so long as there was potential for her to come back in the franchise and so when Scream 5 came out she was not in it but there was a little Easter egg in Scream 5 that basically confirms that Kirby lived. Because there was a little bit of question at the end of Scream 4 whether or not she actually it wasn't, it wasn't really a question. It was like she's pretty much dead. Yeah. <laughs> but they put a little Easter egg in Scream 5 <laughs> and she did return for Scream 6. What was the Easter egg? Because I'm never going to watch it. I'm so scared. I know, I know. And I would never do that to you, I'd never make you do it. It's not even really a spoiler. There's a part, because in, so the Scream movies are very, very meta. And so in the Scream universe, Screamiverse, there are, in the Screamiverse, (laughs) there's a movie franchise called Stab. That's funny. Which are movies that are taking the events from Scream and, like, turning it into a movie. So, like, we have the Amanda Knox TV movie, for example. They have taken, like, real-world, quote-unquote, real-world events and turned them into the STAB movies. It's brilliant, and it's funny, and it's... I love it so much. Um, But there's a character who is, like, watching videos about the STAB movies because somebody is killing again. Somebody is, like, ghost-faced, so they're trying to, like, research and watch a bunch of STAB movies, and... They're on YouTube and there's a little thumbnail, an interview with, uh, you know, survivor Kirby Reed. Oh, that's so yeah, that's that's, yeah, he, that's, that's is pretty, pretty obvious. obvious. Little, yeah, that is yeah, exactly. Cute. But it was but you wouldn't know if you weren't looking for it. Wait, so know.
1: I've never seen Scream before. I didn't know that that character was called Ghostface until recently when without you being there, we were filming at your apartment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it so much oh I have a lot of ghost face around my apartment
1: yeah and a person who I'd just met for the first time we were talking about like where to stand and and he said about me he was like oh like you should scooch over so we don't see ghost face right there (laughs) and I thought that he was calling me ghost face and I was like excuse me (laughs) Because I'm pale? And then I like look behind me and it's like, I was like, oh, that character must be called Ghostface. And we were like dying.
0: so funny. Oh my gosh. Literally within like
1: 10 minutes of meeting someone being like, hey, Ghostface, so aggressive.
0: (laughs) In the first screen movie, there was one line that character Tatum, Rose McGowan's character says, where she's like being sarcastic. She goes, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. And that's where Ghostface, as a name, came from. She was just being silly. Right before she died. (laughs) Another fun fact. (laughs) Being silly until the very end. She died doing what she loved, being silly. She thought it was somebody just being funny, being being goofy. But it was the real, it was real Ghostface. And she's the one who famously died in the, you know, the garage door scene, maybe. She she goes through, she tries to crawl through like a doggy door in the garage door. And then he... uh, raises the garage door so she, like, gets crushed. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Awful. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's just pretend. It's not real. Oh, unlike the Mines in the Water documentary. (laughs) This is another dolphin documentary. I did not get a chance to watch this one. Feels like you've done enough. You watched two out of three dolphin (laughs) documentaries. I think we can give you a pass. Uh, But if you want to know more about dolphins and Dolphin Slaughter. Check out Minds in the Water. Check out Minds in the Water, guys. I think it's on freebie. <laughs> really? So okay. no excuse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, do that after you watch Jury Duty. Uh, <laughs> 2012, we're coming back for Kingdom Hearts 3D. Dream. Drop. Distance. <laughs> Woohoo! Not a great title, actually. <laughs> Dream. Drop. Distance.
0: It's kind of a tongue twister. Well,
1: we were right then, because... I said dream earlier about the birth being when you're asleep, that thing?
0: Oh yeah, birth birth of sleep or birth 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 by sleep. Birth, birth by, by sleep? sleep. Sleep birth, that sounds nice. If I ever have a kid, that's the way I want to do it. Sleep birth.
1: <laughs> Don't talk to me till I've had my kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um really really briefly gonna tell you about the forger. This was a seed I planted a long time ago when we were talking about uh, who was it? Ellen Burstyn? It wasn't Ellen Burstyn. She comes up quite a lot. Maybe it was Ellen Burstyn, and I said, "Oh, we're going to talk about her." She was in another movie with Hayden Panettiere. It's The Forger. Um, Ellen Barkin. Was oh, it Ellen Barkin.
1: Faye Dunaway.
0: Not Faye Dunaway. I would remember if it was famous. Uh, Hillary Duff, enemy Faye Dunaway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is about Josh Hutcherson and he is a he's really good at forging paintings he's like a he's like a teen runaway is
1: this before or after hunger games
0: so actually funny you should ask this movie premiered at a festival in Carmel by the Sea or no the movie was called Carmel by the carmel, Sea Carmel Carmel by the Sea yes um i've been there i should know sorry carmel but they delayed the release so they filmed it in 2009 And it didn't come out on DVD until 2012, and they delayed the release because of the success of the Hunger Games. I don't know exactly what that has to do with. um, They delayed it because of the success of the Hunger Games. Because of like Josh Hutcherson's success in the Hunger Games, so they wouldn't
1: want that. to, I don't know. Help their movie succeed? No, it doesn't make sense.
0: Is his character
1: like damning? Like, would it be bad
0: for people to see his character in this? I mean, he's not a—he's not really a good guy, but he's not like um, the worst. But he's not. Yeah, he's like a troubled teen. He's a troubled teen. That's—that's that's really okay. So according to Greta vibes, Lauren Bacall is who we were talking about. Yes. Nobody named Ellen. Scratch all the Ellen stuff, guys. <laughs> also in this movie is uh, Alfred Molina, Scott Eastwood, also Dina Eastwood. Who was his stepmother at the time? And then Hayden's brother Jansen Penetier is also in it. Uh, I just want to tell you about one scene. It's really quick. Josh Hutcherson and Hayden Penetier are dating, and ooh, um, love interest. I know. He goes to a party. And he sees her a guy's like got his arm around Hayden Panettiere okay so he freaks out and he ends up getting into a fist fight with Scott Eastwood because it looks like Hayden's like cheating on him with this guy they're like cuddling by the pool table okay Okay. (laughs) what what (laughs) the big reveal after he gets into this fight with Hayden Panettiere's brother Scott Eastwood he goes he's my cousin She was cuddling with her cousin and it was supposed to be like, "Oh, of course she's just cuddling with her cousin at this party." As if that I don't like that's like a normal thing to do and that Josh Hudgerson was the one overreacting.
1: You're allowed to kiss your cousins as long as they're your cousins. You can kiss and cuddle as long as it's your cousin. It's not cheating yeah, if it's, it's not your cousin. <laughs>
0: It was. I just could not believe it. So that is the vibe of The Forger, and that's all I have.
1: <laughs> you say that like that wasn't remarkable.
0: <laughs> that, I just, I could not believe that. That's
1: Okay, well, then we have another very long-running show with many episodes. Nashville. We've got 124 episodes. It starts in 2012 and goes until 2018. I started watching it, and... It's pretty good. Tell us about
0: it. Give us a little log line.
1: Okay. Connie <laughs> Okay. Um, Connie Britton is a like veteran country music star. And I don't mean like she served in the military. I just mean like she's been
0: a country music star for a while. Oh, thank you for clarifying.
1: Yeah. Think you of said, her you
0: said she's a veterinarian country star? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Yes. laughs>
1: Okay, and she she's married to a um a guy who's going through some like business troubles. They have two daughters who are um Stella and Lennon. Are you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, it's them. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: Yeah, real life sisters playing, actually half sisters because it's revealed that the older sister is actually like a love child. Okay, essentially. Mm. Hayden is, like, a fictionalized Taylor Swift type, mm-hmm. but with a little bit of a harder backstory. She, like, came from nothing. Her mom is an addict. She, like, grew up, you know, like, not having enough food to eat, not having a safe place to sleep, etc. and she's, like, made her way in the music business, and now she's, like, a superstar, but she's a diva, and she's hard to work with, and... She's doing stuff that hurts her reputation, and then mean. And her name is Juliet Barnes. It's a good name. And meanwhile, Connie Britton is a character named Raina James, which I don't like as much. Um, and she's like old money. Her dad runs the town, so does her sister. And her dad is like think like Scrooge McDuck vibes, you know? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And he decides that he wants. Uh, Rena's husband to run for mayor so there's like some political stuff that happens in that corner of the show with Reina's husband meanwhile Reina's guitar player uh, is named Deacon and he was her boyfriend for 11 years and the only reason that they didn't get together is because he had like a major um, drugs and alcohol problem and she had to take him to rehab and it wasn't until like his fifth time in rehab that she like broke up with him and married this other guy while well, pregnant with Deacon's baby but Deacon doesn't know this right got you so wow. she like she like chose the stable guy who was like I'll provide for you I will raise that baby like my own just like we we not we're not going to tell Deacon another storyline off of Deacon's is that Deacon has a niece who is a waitress at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville, which is like a very famous music spot.
0: Yeah, Taylor Swift used to play there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, everyone, right? Um, She's a waitress there. And then one day it's like, her co-workers like what what are you writing and she's like just poems and he's like you know I don't think those are just poems I think those are songs and she's like well I don't write music and there's just no way and he's like please can I try and then he's like oh no it's open mic night you have to come up here with me and she's like no I'm shy and then she sings these beautiful songs that she wrote and it's magic and of course Waddy White, who's, like, the music legend, sees them and immediately gives them, like, a record deal. It is so frustrating. It's funny because, like, my roommate works in the music industry and is frustrated by the unrealisticness of Nashville. And she's been watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I've been frustrated by the unrealistic (laughs) portrayal of, like, the comedy scene. So we've kind of, like, switched shows. Um, But, yeah, essentially... Reyna and Juliet Barnes need to work together even though they hate each other and they end up like going on tour together and they fight they bond they mostly fight uh and yeah Hayden like came from nothing becomes a big diva but it's because she's just like hiding these wounds she also sleeps with Deacon like everyone sleeps with Deacon though Oh my
0: gosh Deacon's a little He's a little tramp
1: Well Don't get me started um, Yeah no the show is good It runs for like five seasons And then something that I've heard And I This is just conjecture Because I didn't finish the show Because It's a little sad guys I'm going through a breakup Okay I don't want to watch a bunch of stuff With romance Okay Okay Lay off listeners Lay off her You got something to say to her? me
0: You can go through me
1: yeah you can watch three do- dolphin documentaries and then you can go through page yeah <laughs> but what's what happens in the show is that she has a daughter that she ends up um, like giving full custody to the dad because of a like drug and alcohol problem so gotcha. kind of kind of weird because it mirrors her real life
0: which is something that a lot of people have like yeah remarked upon yes exactly she's she recently has has, um opened up more about her struggles and said that too she was like it was weird because I was going through a lot of the same things yeah behind closed doors though kind of privately so interesting
1: yeah and her character is so well played like she really is just such a fantastic actress like you see her pain you see her like when she's happy and then she's doing these incredible vocal performances because she's playing a pop star they're not just like not doing those scenes it's like full of concert scenes so it's like really fun to see her I'm like she could have just been a singer she's got a great voice yeah
0: absolutely it's so interesting to me that she wasn't ever forced that direction really she has put out like songs for a lot of movies that she was in and some movies that she wasn't in but that's about it and then obviously Nashville it's very interesting yeah
1: yeah Nashville's kind of the perfect like vehicle for her in terms of like vocal performance and then like acting and character I mean she won or she got nominated at least for a lot of golden globes right in 2012 and in 2013
0: for best supporting actress and a lot of other awards as well as always yeah she's she's very talented so she was doing that for a long time. Oh, also punked. She went back to punked in 2012, but this time she did the punking. Um, and she punked Diana Agron and Zach Efron. Wow. Together? Separately. Diana Agron, they there was like an old man with a hard-on. Gross. <laughs> yeah, pretty gross. Um, and then Zach Efron was pranked by getting into like a Not a high speed chase, but like the cops were after him because there was like some beef with like an old lady. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. Punked is just fun, you know. It's funny
1: that Hayden is punking Diana Agron because I, like I told you, she pulls a prank on Diana Agron in an episode of Heroes and it goes horribly wrong.
0: Exactly. I know. Isn't that funny? But they're friends in real life. Art imitates life. Life imitates art. I do. I really do. Um, but 2012, 2013, 2014, she is busy with Nashville. Busy, busy. That's really taking up most of her time. She In 2015, she was in a pretty big video game called Until Dawn. Yeah. I'm actually playing Until Dawn at the moment. And by playing it, I mean my boyfriend is playing it and I'm watching. But I am telling him <laughs> what to do. <laughs> Sure you are. <laughs> He's he is, he makes me make all the choices because the thing about until done, it's a pretty cool, a pretty cool game, and it plays out like a horror movie. Like it, it's also just entertaining, like to watch. It's very narrative driven, but the whole thing is you have to make choices along the way, and your choices lead to different outcomes, just like in life. So it's pretty. It's very. There's a lot of talk of like the butterfly effect, and you can see like when you make a choice you know, early on it comes back in some in some way. Does later she on. play a butterfly? No. Wouldn't that be fun? Um, she plays a human girl. It's boring. boring. The premise is it's like a bunch of friends who lost their friend in a tragic accident and they go to the house. They like a year later they go back to the house where this accident occurred. Uh-huh. And people start dying. <gasps> But it's Hayden Panettiere, Rami Malek, um, Megan Martin from Camp Rock, <laughs> Jordan Fisher. It's, got a, it's a, a, a crazy cast for a video game. And they all play like yeah. they look like themselves. Like they did. I'm pretty sure they all did like the mocap for it, too. Oh, so it like cool. it looks like Hayden Panettiere. It's very cool. Whoa.
1: Well, I just got cast in a video game as a little voiceover That's character. That's right. But still, I'm like, ooh, I guess I'll have to start being a gamer girl to prepare for my role
0: yeah you will you have to learn all about video games i don't i don't have a lot to share but i know miss pac-man okay that's a start hey that's a start she can make some introductions (laughs) (laughs) can you get her on the pod yeah that's a good get (laughs) i bet she knows about kingdom hearts she can shed some light for sure she does um also in 2015 was heroes reborn Do you know anything about this? Can you shed light on Heroes Reborn?
1: It seems like they're trying to reboot the show with a different cast, except for Hayden's dad is the same, Noah Bennett. Okay, gotcha. So I can only assume it's like him
0: starting his own company of superheroes. On IMDb, it says that she is uncredited. So my guess is that maybe it's just archival footage or something. I don't know. But I don't think she like returned. Yeah, even like a photograph he probably has
1: of him being like, Claire. He always calls her Claire Bear.
0: My little brother is a Garrett, and we sometimes call him Gare Bear. Ah, that's probably common with Garrets.
1: My best friend is a Dare, so obviously a Dare Bear. But their whole family calls me <laughs> Hopi Bear, which is cute. Oh it doesn't rhyme. It's like, but it's like if they if they're a Dare Bear, then I'm obviously Hopi Bear by extension.
0: That's my best friend. I call her Tater Tot, and so she I just tater usually, <laughs> um, and she calls me Pager pager. Doesn't really make sense, but same thing. I put an R at the end of her last name. She put an R at the end of my name. I call you Pepperoni. We don't really talk about that. (laughs) You don't call me hot dog. Do you want me to? Hope dog. Hope dog. Only we'll know it's like a hot dog reference, you know? (laughs) Hope dog.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's so good. I love that new nickname.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's gonna
1: stick. Okay, so then 2014... Hayden gives birth to her daughter, Kaya, Kaya Klitschko. So the father is, this is the hardest name to say, Vladimir, <laughs> Vladimir Klitschko. It like, it, I can say them separately, but I can't say them together. My tongue does not yeah, want to do it.
0: A lot of consonants.
1: Yeah, a lot of consonants. Yeah. He's a boxer, right? He's a Ukrainian mm-hmm. boxer. Mm-hmm. He's from like a powerful like Ukrainian family, from what I understand as well.
0: Yeah, his brother is the... Mayor, I want
1: to say, yes, Is that right? Yes, yes, and we know that, um, like Hayden, you know, did a bunch of fundraising and started, a, you know, uh, an organization for Ukraine because her daughter lives in Ukraine.
0: Yeah, not to jump too far ahead. Well, let's jump ahead. Like, let's
1: talk about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She Hayden revealed in um, 2015 that she had severe postpartum depression, mm-hmm. um, after giving birth to Kaya, and she was going through a lot of struggles after giving birth yeah in October of 2015 she checked in for treatment at a facility um, and ended up missing some episodes of Nashville she took some time away good um, from work in order to get treatment
1: yeah I mean very good honestly that show like it's so long there's so many episodes like it give her some time off
0: yeah no exactly (laughs) I think very understandable and she only took like six months off she returned in or I guess like eight months she returned in May Um, the following year
1: yeah I've watched some of her interviews about this and like I think it's awesome how vulnerable she is and like the fact that she's sharing her story and she was talking about how she just had no idea what this was she had no idea it was a possibility and she's like postpartum postpartum yeah as like as a whole concept and she's like I think it would have really helped me to know so part of like her mission is to like just spread awareness about it which I think is really cool
0: I think so too like, that's really that's great
1: yeah and like your entire body changes with pregnancy and then you give birth to a life like I think it's obviously natural to have a reaction to that and so like absolutely and it's so common everyone was given birth to or you know delivered in some way mm-hmm. <laughs> why are we not talking there about are so it There's so
0: many things around pregnancy that are like still so taboo and it's fascinating like of all things that are still yeah we don't we don't talk about like yeah as a as a culture
1: i guess it's it's basically like men are still smoking cigars in the waiting room
0: (laughs) that's how it feels that's how it feels yeah um in 2016 she was in one movie called custody
1: Oh, I, I was didn't watch it. I was wondering what that meant. I was wondering what that meant because... Uh... Oh, yeah. Well, if you look at my key, pink means movie. Ah, pink means movie. Okay. Well, underneath it, you have parents' divorce. And I was like, they were fighting for custody over her? She's an adult.
0: No, parents' divorce is highlighted yellow. That is personal. Oh, okay. So her
1: parents' divorce? So those were
0: her personal parents. Skip and Leslie. That's sad. I know. And in 2016, they worked together for so long. Not that it's any, you know, less sad, but... It's it's crazy Yeah, when, you, when you've been together for such a long time and then it doesn't work out. It's a bummer. Always a bummer. Yeah. She was in a lip sync battle.
1: <laughs> you love a good lip sync battle. Uh, do I? I don't know. You like the masked
0: singer. I feel like it's the same. Oh, I do. It's kind of the exact opposite. Yeah, it's the opposite actually. <laughs> They're not actually singing. You yeah, can you can just easily be lip syncing under there. Right, exactly. <laughs> I do love Masked Singer though. I didn't um, finish the most recent season and I have gotten some spoilers, unfortunately. So now I'm, like, deterred. Like, I don't, I'm not interested anymore. I'm so sorry. It's my own fault. I fell far behind, you know? Yeah, that happens. Um, In 2018, she takes a brief break from working which i think is good for her this is the year that nashville ended yeah i didn't mean good for her like i meant like good for her yeah no she's literally been working since she was like 11 months yeah. old like yeah. yeah i don't know what is good or bad for her i just think it's you know follow your uh bliss your bliss exactly um so she took a, a little career hiatus she split from vladimir klitschko this year mm-hmm. um, officially or like finally for the the last time mm-hmm. um They split up and she started dating Brian Hickerson. Yeah.
1: Who's just bad news bears, guys. Um, so trigger warnings for just general domestic abuse. Um, they start dating in 2018 in August, okay? And then in in October, while they're in Florida visiting Hickerson's family, there was an incident where the, the police were called um where allegedly um brian was like chasing his dad around with an unidentified object and there was like blood on someone's face and the dad and brian and i believe hayden were all like intoxicated when the police arrived which it's not illegal to be drunk but i the, what i'm saying is that it it seems a dispute came out
0: of this intoxication
1: right is that yeah, a normal way I think to that's say that? <laughs> fair
0: to say. I mean, the fact that the it was reported or like part of the police report, you know, it's got a, it's worth noting. It was worth noting to them.
1: Yes. Okay. So then, moving on to May second, back in California and Hollywood, uh, he was. Charged with felony domestic violence after they got into an argument um, following a night of drinking, so he was released on a fifty thousand dollar bond, and there was supposedly uh, redness in marks on Hayden's body, which was part of what led to him being detained. I believe, yeah, he pleaded not guilty. He was given a hundred. 100- yard, like, restraining order from Penetier, and they cut off all communications. The charges then get dropped, and then he gets arrested again for allegedly punching uh, Hayden Penetier in the face. Oof. I know. He later pleaded no contest to two felony counts of injuring a partner, and was sentenced to 45 days in jail, and four years of probation. So then... After this and kind of in their relationship timeline, they're supposedly not together at this time, but they end up getting into an altercation at a bar um, in March of 2022. And it's like Brian is in an, an altercation with someone, like another patron at the bar and they're yelling at each other and Hayden is yelling at Brian She was reportedly saying, Brian, jail, Brian, jail, to remind him that he was just in jail and he is on probation. Um, So not great. And then even worse news is that in November of 2022, they were spotted together at LAX, and so people think that they might have gotten back together and gone on vacation together, and it's unclear where they stand now, domestic violence and abuse is a really like tricky topic Um, and so we have a hotline number for if you're experiencing it or if you know someone who is and you want to share the number is 1-800-799-7233
0: and yeah (laughs) I just wanted to share that thank you for researching that and yeah and for sharing that and everything obviously love to Hayden always Mm-hmm. Um, not a not a good thing not an easy thing to go through and no know.
1: and abuse is never like black and white and it's never easy and she's like been on the record to say that it's part of her like recovery to make amends with people Um, so she's claimed that they're just friends and that she's like none of it was okay but it's better for me to forgive and to make amends Um, but at the same time I hope that doesn't mean that they're Romantically involved again,
0: yeah. I hope that it will lead to healing if that's what she is after. You know, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the Brian Hickerson of it all. Yes, I'm glad we. Uh, you did a great job um, explaining everything. Oh, good. So, thank you. Um, 2023, the the present year. This earlier uh, this year in February. This is when um, Hayden's brother Jansen sadly passed away. He was an actor as well and an artist. Mm-hmm. And to his funeral, Hayden actually wore a bomber jacket that he made, Aww. which I think is really a sweet tribute. Yeah, very sad. It was very sudden. It was a medical condition that I don't even think they were
1: aware of. No, it seems like it was one of those things that just like happens in the middle of the night
0: tragically. Yeah. Yeah, Very, very tragic. She was promoting Scream 6 at the time as well. So she was like back in the spotlight kind of for the first time in a a little while um, having to do all this press and it just, you know, breaks your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And then Scream 6 came out uh, in March and it was a huge hit and she was fantastic in it. Everyone was very happy at the return of Kirby Reed. um, But a lot of people told me that When Kirby first showed up on Scream, there was a lot of, like, applause and cheers. Aww. (laughs) She's a beloved character, and so...
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Really, really sweet, and she did a great job, as always.
1: Aww. Well, we're cheering for her, too. We are obviously Hayden Panettiere's biggest fans we made this whole Penetiera about her I can't believe it's over
0: it feels surreal it does
1: it does well don't worry guys if there are any uh, updates we will obviously let you know um but I I think we've done a pretty thorough job here I mean there's
0: six parts of Hayden Panettiere's life I feel good about it I think we covered almost everything if not everything if not
1: everything and probably a little bit more
0: yeah more than we should everything have. everything
1: <laughs> and more <laughs> well I'm Hope Carew I'm Paige Smith and this has been History Duffs Presents Hayden Panettiere the end <laughs>